We Got the Geek is recorded before a live studio audience. Twelve men have just discovered something. For 100,000 years, it was buried in the snow and ice. Now it has found a place to live. Inside. Where no one can see it. Or hear it. Or feel it. I know I'm human. Some of you are still human. This thing doesn't want to show itself. It wants to hide inside an imitation. It'll fight if it has to. But it's vulnerable out in the open. It takes us over. And it has no more enemies. Nobody left to kill it. And then it's one. You guys gotta listen to Gary. He can beat one of those things. Hey, everybody. It's Jay Stu. I'm sitting here, with, as always, with the lovely Sarah J. Hi. And uh, welcome to the first edition of, I guess, our look at the films of Kurt Russell. And right off the top, uh, we're going to tell you what we've decided to name this segment. Yes. Do you want to tell the folks? Kurt, your enthusiasm. Yes. So I, I want to say thank you to Justin Drummond for his suggestion for the title. And uh, you'll be receiving your uh, Tim Horton's gift certificate soon. We have to get it to him, though. Yes, I will get his address. So here's the origin of this segment. We were walking around one day, and you and I both uh, were talking about Kurt Russell and how many great films he's done. Yes. And we haven't seen a lot of them in years. And uh, since we were already doing a Nicolas Cage segment, we thought you and I would do a Kurt Russell segment. Because they're fun. Yeah, we were looking at his filmography, lots of fun movies. Um, I'm, I'm going to admit this to you, so this might be good for your future choices. I've never seen any of his Disney movies. What? Oh, man. So you've never seen the Computer War Sneakers? I have not. It's a good movie. I, so I'm told. I, I don't know what to tell you. I think for future segments, maybe you should pick a Kurt movie we watch, and I should pick a Kurt movie we watch. And that could be interesting. Uh, so in preparation for this show, uh, we obviously know he's done a lot of famous roles. Um, his favorite of all his roles was Snake Plissken in the Escape from New York and L.A. movies. Now see, I've never seen those movies. We, we started to watch Escape from New York because... No, uh, and I was not a fan. Okay. So I don't know if Escape from L.A. is better or worse. A lot of people don't like it. I actually like it better. Oh. It came out in the 90s, so the sequel came out like years later. Yeah. But I was just reading over on IMDb, there is a lot of famous movies he turned down or was considered for. You want to uh, hear some of them? I, I know he was uh, considered for um, the Santa Claus. That's right. With Tim Allen. Right. He was supposed to be Tim Allen's character. Correct. It's funny how it wound up full circle and he became Santa anyway. Definitely. Uh, in addition to that, uh, he was almost Martin Riggs in Lethal Weapon. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah? Uh, he turned down the Highlander. Oh, my God. Yep, be- instead of doing the Highlander, he he was, he was went ahead and did uh, Big Trouble in Little China at the time. Ah, ha, ha, ha. He not only turned down the part of Batman in the 1989 movie that went to Michael Keaton. Yeah. He also turned down Commissioner Gordon in Batman Begins. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, he turned down Flash Gordon wow. in 1980, the movie that went to Sam Jones. Yeah. Um, 
He was also considered for the role of Qui-Gon Jed. Oh my god. Yeah. I can kind of see him as Qui-Gon. Me too. He's got the hair. Oh my god, and the beard. And the beard. Uh, he was considered for John McClane in Die Hard. Holy crap. Uh, he was considered for Cable in Deadpool too. <laughs> okay, I can see that. One that you might find interesting because one of your favorite movies is he was considered for the voice of Prince Lear in The Last Unicorn. Yeah, and instead Jeff Bridges was the voice yeah. of him. And then the last one I have here is he was almost uh, Jonathan Kent in The Man of Steel, oh, which yeah. went to Kevin Costner. So, like, all interesting stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of his stuff. Yeah. And a lot of stuff I haven't seen in maybe 20 years, which I'm looking forward to revisit. Yeah, for sure. So, how we came about these ones? Well, it's it's December. <laughs> There's snow. Yeah. So, um, the first one we'll talk about is The Thing <laughs> from 1982, which I never saw before last week. Yep. I'm a huge fan of his, and I, I tried to watch it one night a few years ago, and I, I couldn't get into it for some reason. But we gave it another shot this time. Yep. And the second movie we'll do after that is The Christmas Chronicles 2, which just came out on Netflix last week. Yes. Uh, The sequel, of course, to The Christmas Chronicles from 2018. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get right into the thing. And you said this was your first time seeing it in, in forever? What? The thing? The thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been years since I've seen it. Did you tell me that you actually saw this in the theater? No, I wasn't. It was. It came out in '82. I was nine years old. Oh, okay. I guess that wouldn't be something your mom would have taken you to. Not unless she was a horrible parent. <laughs> she did take you to see summer school and back to school. No, not summer school. Summer school was uh, when I was in uh, Maryland. Okay. So that wasn't my mom. All right. So how long ago do you think you first saw the thing? Oh, God, maybe, uh, had to have been late 80s, early 90s, maybe later. Okay. When it was on TV or one of those, or we rented it. I don't know. I watched it. I know I watched it. Yeah. Uh, so it's a remake, right, from a 1950s movie? Yes. Did you ever see the 1950s version? Yes. Is it any good? Yes. Okay. It was really for. I mean, story storyline. How similar was it? Uh, I don't remember because it, it's been it's been really it's been some time since I've seen the original original. Um, and uh, I can't remember. You you told me the name of the actor. James Arnest from they, Gunsmoke. Yes, he yeah. played the thing. Yeah. Um, it was it was different, definitely. They. Because I don't think the thing in the original did what it did in the remake in 90... No morphin and stuff like that? I don't remember, but it was creepy, and it was... For its time, it was, like, a great movie. So, and James Arness was, like, just such a huge man that he was perfect for the part to look menacing and, and freaky and terrifying. Well, I'll say this about the 1982 version with Kurt. Yes. It also was creepy. Oh. It was my first time seeing it, and there was some God, gross stuff. There in it. was so freaking. Oh, and I was just, and I cried. I cried when I saw it 
years and years ago, and I cried when I watched it with you. Because, yeah, yeah no, I mean, it's a, it, it's been around since 1982. If y'all haven't seen it, well, I mean, okay, you ha- you never had seen it until. Yeah. But, oh, those poor puppies. I was so upset. So, yeah, basically the story is there's an alien, and it was discovered... Where was it discovered again originally? Antarctic. Antarctic. By... By his... Uh, uh, Norwegian? Yeah. Team? Yeah, and the first shots of the movie are a, a fellow on a helicopter chasing a dog. Yeah. Later, it turns out that the dog is a shapeshifter alien. Yes. And, of course, no one can understand the guy, so he's immediately shot. Hope I didn't spoil the movie from 1982 for you. Spoilers! But the dog survives. They take it in. Uh, Kurt Russell is this guy named McCready. 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 Yeah. Uh, and we both made this comment. <laughs> like, why isn't Kurt kicking ass? And we're like, well, he's not really that big of an ass kicker in this movie. Yeah, no, he's... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're there. Um, oh, shoot, I can't remember what the reason why they're there. Some sort of study kind of base thing for research and science and stuff. Yeah. And so they uh, they don't know what they're going to be dealing with. They're, yeah. You know. Um, but epic beard and hair. Which I guess it took them a year to grow for this movie. That's brilliant. I'm sorry, but the fact that you can, like, grow that beard. I mean, and he had the same hair length and beard length as he does in the Christmas Chronicles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Only they're whiter. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. And, I mean, honestly, Kurt Russell has those piercing blue eyes. So every time he had a, you know, there's a a close-up of his face, and it was like, ooh, okay. Yep, now we know why every woman loves him. Yes. Including his wife. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the alien scenes were all gross, by the way. <laughs> I had to, like, turn my head. And this is, like, 1982 <laughs> effects, too, by the way. Which were all just, um, they were physical, visual effects. Like, there was n- there was no such thing as CGI back then. Uh, of course not. So, the effects were amazing and so well done and uh, like and visceral and it was just it was great. I really love the effects in the movie. Um, they didn't come off as cheesy. They didn't come off as as hokey or corny. Uh, well executed and well planned out and and just. Well done overall. Yeah, I remember leaning over to you at one point going, uh, this isn't too bad. It doesn't look very cheesy, and it looks pretty good considering it came out almost 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing. And uh, some of the other cast members included uh, Wilford Brimley. Yes. And it was, I didn't recognize him at first. (laughs) Yeah, uh, and Richard Masur, who I knew from One Day at a Time. And I knew from It, the original with Tim Curry, the TV series, the miniseries. Yeah. Um, this was directed by John Carpenter. Yes. Uh, Kurt Russell did five movies with John Carpenter in his career. Yeah. 
um, which is a good working relationship. Uh, oh God, we we interviewed someone from this movie, by the way. Yes, we did. The the voice of the chess computer, Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Maybe we should have read her book. <laughs> yes. She was married to John Carpenter at the time, I guess. Was she really? Yeah. Oh. Well, then. Yeah. Um, I'm, right, I'm just trying to read my notes here, but I wrote down, grossed out by guy with the teeth in his stomach. Oh, when when he goes to uh, defibrillate him, yeah, and his hands sink into the chest and yes. clamp over his chest. Yes. Like, oh, that doctor is not going to be able to use his hands anymore. You know what all. I did like, and I thought it was a badass moment, like how they questioned everybody with uh, uh, the hot wire on the blood or what? Yeah, yeah, the hot wire. And then when Kurt Russell came out of the supply room with the dynamite and the torch, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. That was good. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, kind of ended on a cliffhanger. I would have liked to have seen more. What? Yeah. Because the, the, everybody dies. By the way. Well, we don't know if except for two. Dies, except for two, and it's like it's open ended. Can we find out if they make it, please? Because I really need to know this. Because um, the other actor in it is Keith David. Yes. Who's been in a plethora of movies. Actually has more film credits than Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, mo- mainly but, but voice acting. Voice acting, because he did the voice of Goliath in the animated cartoon. Animated cartoon. Of, duh, I'm redundant. Of... Uh, Gargoyles. Gargoyles. Thank you. And I think this was one of his first roles, too. Yeah, and I love Goliath and Gargoyles, and knowing that he did, because I was listening to him in the movie, and I was like, wait a second, he sounds like Goliath. Oh, wait, because he is Goliath. Oh, that guy's been in tons of stuff. Yeah. Um, There's another actor called uh, David Keith. I used to get the two of them uh, mixed (laughs) up all the time. And, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, good stuff. So, yeah, I, I just... I really like the thing. I like those kind of horror movies. I was expecting not to like this movie. I really I really dug it a lot, actually. I would Yay. watch it again, actually. Uh, I guess there was a movie in 2015? Or five or six years ago, also called The Thing. I think it was 2011. 2011? Uh, turns out it's a prequel to the 1982 movie. What happens to the Norwegian station? Yeah, I guess the movie ends with the guy getting on the helicopter to chase after the dog, which yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. I might have to watch this one now. Might have to, yeah, because it does look creepy. And I think, well, I mean, in 2011, more they did use visual like effects. Oh, I'm sure there's more gross blood in But there's, gross- they also used some, they tried to stay true to the feel of the 1982 movie. Right. So they used a lot of the same um, methods in this one, in the prequel. Which is, uh, yeah, when you told me it was a prequel, I went, well, crap, now I have to watch it. Yeah, I thought it was just a... Just a remake. Just a remake, yeah. But no. Interesting. And there's actually females in this movie. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And not just a computer voice female. Yeah. Who wants you to buy her book. Yes, that's a <laughs> that's a story for another time on the riverbank. Oh, we've we've oh, okay. Thank you, Hammy Hamster. <laughs> um, do you have anything else you want to say about this movie? Um, just I don't know. I just I really liked it. Um, it's always gonna hold up to everything else. It, it 
it held up now in 2020. Like, it yeah. really does hold its own. Yeah. And it's just, the the talent was really great. Yeah, poor Wilford Brimley in that shack. Oh, Wilford. Damn it. Yeah. He was one of them, too. Yeah. Because he was trying to put a ship together. Yes. Under he dug a tunnel under the shed out of just crap laying around the and then just started building a ship. It's like, yeah. you know what? Just send him home at that point. Yeah. Unless, of course, he's going back for reinforcements, and then fry his ass. Exactly. Because we don't need that shit. Um, but it was just, you know. And it was tense because it's like, which one is the thing? Is it in? Like, who is it? Um, but just, like I said, it, it holds up even now in today's, by today's standards. So I really like it. I really liked it. Yeah, I'm glad you suggested it. And then looking over his filmography, there's only one other movie from the 80s of his I haven't seen yet, and that's Swing Shift. Okay. Um, do you want to give our our ratings? Sure. I actually just thought of mine right now. On well, the, do yours. I'm going to give it uh, four out of five severed Wilford Brimley heads. <laughs> because the alien at one point is walking around with Wilford Brimley's head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it four and a half flamethrowers out of five. Cool. All right, that's the thing. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about the recent Christmas Chronicles 2, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned, loyal listeners. There's more We Got the Geek still to come. Sketchbook Comics and Games is a store that has something awesome for everyone. In addition to selling comics, board games, and action figures, there are tables for open gaming. Wednesday nights, Sketchbook features game night starting at 6 p.m., Friday through Sunday, Sketchbook is the place to be for Magic the Gathering. The store is located at 224 Glenridge Avenue, Unit 9 in St. Catharines. Come on down for all your geek and comic book needs. You're on hallowed ground here. We're about to witness something that no one else on Earth has ever seen before. This is your lucky day, you cat. Ah! Welcome to the North Pole. Santa! All right, we are back. And this is Jay Stu and Sarah J. We are here with uh, Kurt, your enthusiasm. <laughs> where we talk about the films of Kurt Russell. Yes. Hoping to do this once a month. I hope so. That'd be cool. Uh, I meant to ask you at the beginning, do you remember what the first Kurt Russell movie was that you ever saw? Um... <laughs> the computer wore sneakers. I, I remembered mine, actually. I was trying to think about it. It was a <laughs> 1979 made-for-TV movie uh, where he played Elvis Presley. And uh, it was actually the first collaboration with him and John Carpenter. <laughs> and I haven't seen it since, so it might be like something I'd want to look up and watch now, like 40 years later. <laughs> I watched it with my parents. My parents were watching it on ABC or something. Oh, geez. I also, um, I think the uh, the only, my other movie that I saw after that, I think my first time seeing a Kurt Russell movie, was uh, Big Trouble in Little China. That's a fantastic movie. I think I saw that on TV. It was on TV one day. Oh, well. 
We'll have to watch the unedited swearing version sometime. Yeah, because honestly, it was kind of it's like, I'm sure that's not exactly what he said. <laughs> you know? Uh, by the way, um, I've got the DVD for that and uh, uh, a couple other of his movies. He's amazing at audio commentaries on DVDs, by the way. He's so <laughs> hilarious on them. Him and Carpenter do like a hilarious uh, commentary on Big Trouble and also on Escape from New York as well. <laughs> uh, but fast forward to 2020. What a fantastic year. No. On the 26th of November, uh, Netflix debuted The Christmas Chronicles 2. The first one came out in 2018. All right, so The Christmas Chronicles 2, which we've been looking forward to since they announced a sequel. And when the first one came out two years ago, mm-hmm. I guess they really had no plans to do a second one. But then this one did really well. It was one of the top-rated movies Netflix ever had. Yep. And at the end of the movie, there was a cameo of his uh, girlfriend. Significant other. Significant other, Goldie Hawn, as Mrs. Claus. Yeah. And she had a much larger part in this sequel. Yeah. All right, so in, in this one... And we'll say spoilers because this is fairly new and maybe a lot of people haven't seen it yet. Um, there's this guy who used to be an elf named Belsnickel. 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 Belsnickel, yeah. used to be a good elf and then he was a brat, so he became human. Yeah, it's a punishment for elves who um, act up. That's right. And they, if they have to break... Um, uh, all seven of the elf rules, and then they get turned into a human as punishment. Yeah. And so, he broke all seven. And he left the North Pole, and in this one, he wants revenge on Santa Claus. And Mrs. Claus. So he, dis- the Bell's Nickel, yep. discovers uh, uh, the story of Kate from the first movie, who was a true believer. True believer. Right. And he decides that he's going to use that to get back to the North Pole. Yep. Uh, because it's very tricky to get into the, the Santa's village. Well, because it's protected. That's right. By a force field that looks like the Aurora Borealis. And yes. it's actually called that, sort of, in the, in the movie. And uh, he, um, Santa's like, well, we have to kind of keep things, you know, secret and hush-hush, because, yeah. hello, a bunch of elves running around a village. Yes, and Santa and Mrs. Claus are the only humans there. Yeah. And also we get to find out the origins of Santa in this movie, which was kind of neat. Yeah, apparently from Turkey. That's right. Who knew? Who knew indeed. Maybe that's why we eat turkey on Christmas. But in this, we get to see uh, Santa's village. Yeah, oh, those elves are so cute. Those are definitely CGI, but they're cute. Yeah, I like the elves, actually. They're adorable. Uh, and Mel- Malcolm McDowell was an elf in Turkey in this one, right? Where did he go at the end of the movie? Yeah, like Turkey. Turkey. Hawken is the name of the yeah. elf that, the forest elf that uh, Malcolm McDowell voices. And I'm like, that's fantastic. So basically, Bell's Nickel gets into Santa's village, wreaks all kind of havoc. Takes the star. Takes the star, which is protecting the village. That's that's what's providing the uh, force field, basically. Yes. Uh, douses all the elves with 
what I wrote down Elf here. Elfbane. Yeah, I just called it asshole dust. Because <laughs> it turned the elves into, like, big assholes who wanted to kill everybody. It turns the elves into, like, rotten, rotten elves, and they just go all nuts and just, like, chase each other with chainsaws and stuff and break stuff and eat all <laughs> kinds of food and... What was real funny, and we noticed this in, in the background, there's a movie theater. Yeah. And what, when they get to the village, the movie theater is playing Elf. Elf. When the elves are being dicks, it's playing Bad Santa. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's Bad Santa. Because when they all um, get cured of, like, the Elf Bane poisoning, the they change the sign of the movie to Elf again. And it was like, ah, <laughs> it's wicked. Oh, you know what else was fantastic? What? So they sit down for dinner yes. at Santa's house, yes. Santa's crib. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, and everything looks like cake and cookies and ice yeah, cream. Yeah, candy. And- but really, it's broccoli and everything. It's all healthy stuff. But, but it tastes like cake. Yeah, it's which like. We need that. Getting your nutrients, Mrs. Claus says, but like doing it in a fun way. Yeah, I, like, I wish they'd invent that. Can we have that now, please? Like, enjoy your broccoli, giant piece of cake. Yes! <laughs> enjoy like, your carrots, co- gingerbread cookies. I love that. By the way, the cookies that exploded were cool, too. Yeah, the snowman cookies. Yeah, Mrs. Claus had these Oh, no, wait, cookies. the gingerbread men. Hmm? Can I just say this? Okay. Goldie Hawn is 75. Yes. Uh, still amazingly hot. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She's just, and I love her to pieces because she's so sweet and funny, and she's just, she's a wonderful actress. And yeah, definitely. Fun- I just love her. I absolutely adore her, and I totally love them together. I just since 1983, by the way. I know. That's fantastic. That's amazing. I w- I hope we have that kind of longevity. Little aside here. Did you know they used to have a cabin up north in Muskoka? Yes. And, and they had to sell it eventually because people kept, like, stopping by and yeah. spying and staring through it's binoculars. Like, okay, people, come on. They're there to have a vacation. They're there to get away from it all. Could you maybe, oh, I don't know, not try to spy on them, please? Another thing I like, which I thought, like, I'm a parent, so I love this story. Uh, the only son they have together, his name's Wyatt. Yeah. Used to be a hockey player. Oh. He's okay. actually in the second Goon movie. Oh, wow. Uh, but he's an actor now. He's actually going to play a character called U.S. Agent in the Winter Soldier Falcon show that's coming out. Stop. Um, in the early 2000s, they actually moved to Vancouver to oh, be with cool. him because he was playing hockey. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That is cool. Uh, but getting back to the movie. Yes. All sorts of chaos ensues <laughs> when Bell's Nickel shows up. And we won't tell you what happens. No, no. Go watch that watch on it. your it's own. It's a fun movie. It's it's great. I'm hoping there's going to be a trilogy. But how great would it be if there was a part three? Uh, ooh, the Santa trifecta. The Santa trifecta. I, I can live with that, actually. <laughs> I also, uh, in the tradition of the first movie, there was a real cool uh, musical number. Yes! Uh, with Darlene Love. Uh, you might know her as Mrs. Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon. And uh, I won't spoil this, but there's a little bit of time travel in this movie as well. And anyone that knows me knows that my favorite type of movie is time, time travel. travel. I mean, if Die Hard had had time travel in it, your head would have exploded. <laughs> like, big time. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> um 
But it was a cute movie. I, I was glad to see it. I'm glad they did sweet. a second one. Yeah. I love, I'm a big fan of the first one. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, anything else you want to say about it? I love... Okay, it's funny. The reindeer in the Christmas Chronicles, both one and two, were... They look like animatronics. I don't know if they were CGI. I don't think they were CGI. In some scenes, they probably were. Yeah. But they're... Like the flying scenes, probably. Yeah. But um, in a couple scenes, it lo- and they looked so real. Yeah. And, it was, and they were beautiful. I'm just going to tell you this right now. There is one scene with a reindeer that made me cry. And I knew the reindeer was fake, but I still cried like a baby. Because they're cute. And they're so... And you know their names. I mean, hello. Yeah. And then it was just... Yeah. Like, everything about the movie was well done and well thought out, well planned, well executed. Um, I mean, the acting is awesome. Tyrese is in it. Oh, Tyrese from the Too Fast, Too Furious movie. Yeah. (laughs) And he was anything but... He was not fast or furious in this no. movie, um, but I liked it a lot actually. Me too. It was, it's a it's a really good family movie, yeah, and it's a really ha- like um, you know a feel good movie. Yeah, and it just it it does warm your heart. Yeah, I would say so too. I, I loved it. I, yes. I hope to see more. Yeah, same. So our ratings. Yes. I, I haven't thought of mine yet, so do you have one? Yes. Kind of? I hope. Okay, right. I give it five slices of broccoli cake out of five. Nice, and that definitely needs to be a thing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it five bags of asshole dust out of five. Elfane? Yeah, elfane. <laughs> asshole dust. Um, That's a dry fart is what that is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you suggested this, man. I love I love Kurt Russell. I'm looking forward to seeing more. Yeah, me too. And I guess in the next few weeks, you and I could like each pick a Kurt movie that we think uh, the other might like. Yes. Or just one we've seen before. Like yeah. a lot of these movies I haven't seen in 20 years. So we have be- to do uh, big tub- big tubble. Big Trouble. And Little China. It's the list. The list of the ones I, I remember uh, that I haven't seen in forever, like Tango and Cash. Oh. Uh, well, I think we just found our next two movies. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Or we just try to stump each other with shit we haven't seen before. Yeah. Like either one, I mean. Okay. Executive Decision? You know what? I, I, I saw Executive Decision in the 90s. I owned it on video cassette. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen it in about 20 years. I would love to see it, if only for the fact Steven Seagal gets blown up in the first 10 minutes. He totally eats it. Like, I'll even... I'm, I'm even willing to watch the Disney ones that I've never seen. Nice! So, I mean, we'll put this out there on the on the interwebs. Like, maybe uh-huh. you guys have some suggestions for us as well. Yes, uh, And by the way, thanks to everyone who... Uh, tried to come up with a name for the segment. We got a lot of good ones. We really did. A lot of them were good, but way too long to put on the beginning of a podcast segment. That would take forever to do the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I like Justin's idea. uh, The Kurt Your Enthusiasm. enthusiasm. So I'll make sure I I get the word out to him that he won. And uh, I look forward to doing this next month, too. So thanks again for suggesting this. You're welcome. 
And uh, I don't really have much else to say. I was going to try to come up with a witty Kurt uh, quote, but I really can't come up with any right now. No. So we'll see you next time here on the... Kurt, your enthusiasm. Thanks for listening. To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out at www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.